0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Dark Hour podcast, episode one, featuring the author of The Wrath of the Undead, Eric Moreno, and his illustrator, Diego. All right, All right people, welcome back. In case this is the first time tuning in, it probably is this is our first podcast. What you a.k.a. Diego? I'm the artist on the rap of the dead. I'm here with the author, Eric Moreno. What's up,
1: guys? What up, what up? It's probably going to be a terrible podcast, and we apologize to the first, but fuck it. You know, hey. listen to it anyway. And we hope you like it, and it's going to be our first one, so we're going to learn from it. And we're going to tweak it, and then we're going to see how we make it better for everybody. Not just for us, but for you guys, so you can learn something from it.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. So, you know, we popping our cherry with this one, but uh, we're going to see. Hopefully, y'all uh, enjoy it. So, uh, shit, let's get right to
1: it, man. What you want to talk about, man? All right, let's start off with the first question. Let's see. Who we are. So, who we are, we are a new publishing company. Uh, the first book we have out right now is my book, Wrath of the Undead. And I figure before we publish anybody else's book, we got to be able to know what the hell we're doing. So, that's kind of what we're doing right now with my book. We're, we're figuring out the ropes. We're looking at the uh, ins and outs of the publishing business. Once we have all that figured out and covered, then we could proceed to the next step, which is to help everybody else out. One of the problems that I had was getting published. I know that a lot of new writers have a lot of difficulty with getting published. Sometimes you'll send out your literary to your literary agents your queries, hoping to get a positive response back. And that shit hurts when it, you don't get a response back or when you get a negative response back saying they'll pass and move on. So... Um, That's not going to be the case with us. If you write horror, if you write sci-fi, we're going to do our best to try to help you out and and put your work out there like I did with mine. And um, if you have any other requests, like if you need someone to do your editing or if you need someone to do your review, we can help with that as well. We, we We cover all aspects of this publishing business. And even though we're new, we're going to get our feet wet and we're going to try it out. And also, if you need an artist, I know a guy. <laughs> right you know here, somebody, Diego?
0: I, I believe so. I, I do think I know somebody.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, sir. Plug um, them with your, uh, with your IG.
0: <laughs> yeah, my IG is uh, Diego E. Art. The easiest way to find me, though, just hashtag Art of Lunatics. That's lunatic spelled with a K at the end, not with a C. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Art of Lunatic.com. Also, we have a website, DarkDimensionLLC.com. com. Mm, plug which you could visit at any time, so, you know, and, you know, get our info or whatnot. We have, um, most of our contact information is on
1: there and yeah.
0: who we are and what we're about, so, yeah, you know, exactly. you can check that out. I
1: Notice. check my DMs. We all check our DMs, so slide in our DMs, whatever, whatever help you need. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll help you out. I had somebody actually do that. Somebody sent me a message on Dark Dimension. Oh, nice. Yeah, they were asking all these questions. It was like some teenager asking a bunch of questions, and I tried to help them as much as I could, so good luck to that person. Hopefully, one day we'll be back from you again, and we'll help you out. We'll be fully we'll prepared to move forward with whatever, whatever project you have.
0: Indeed. Hopefully. So, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, uh, hopefully we can uh, lock in that uh, distribution deal so we can get the, our books and stuff, you know, further out to you know different states and whatnot, and so that could help mm-hmm. future authors, you know, yeah. get their
1: product out. So that's what we're working on right now. And I'm keeping all the contacts of all the people that I come across every bookstore, every manager. I'm keeping all those contacts so I can reach out to them again uh, with whatever future projects we have. And I hope to have a lot of future projects, Yeah, be a big publishing company. But, um, that's going to be, that's not, that's not tomorrow. That's not next year. That's, that's a stretch. And I'm looking at in 10 years because I think, um, when you open up whatever business or you work on whatever you're trying to do, you got to think long-term. It's not going to happen overnight. you got to have a long-term vision. And that's, that's what I'm thinking 10 years. You're going to remember who we are, Doctor mentioned just like Penguin Publishing and any other of these famous publishing companies. And we hope to find the next Stephen King. <laughs> right, right.
0: Hopefully we can find them quick. And um, uh, But yeah, man, as far as horror-related stuff, sci-fi, you know, you found the spot. That's what we're going to be talking about on here, whether it's movies or books. Yeah. Graphic novels, etc. You know, we're gonna talk about what we like, our favorites, you know, whatnot, and our opinion on things like that, you know. So.
1: Yeah, anything horror related, anything sci-fi related, uh, like Diego said, movies, books. We're gonna touch a touch up on that and, and just discuss and hopefully you like whatever we have to, whatever bullshit we talk about.
0: And we are full of bullshit
1: too. <laughs> so yeah, you come to the right place. But we got some gems in here too, you know. Yeah, we man. have some gems, not just bullshit. We're gonna be talking about. <laughs> But anyway, um, maybe we should get into a little backstory of who we are so people get have an interest of actually who the fuck we are. Yeah. So Diego, why don't you start off with telling them, um, well, let me ask you this. When did you take interest in art? You're an artist and you got a lot of work out there, but I don't think I, I myself know when you took an interest in art. So why don't you tell the people and myself when you took an interest in art? Like at early age or? Yes, sir. You I was Power Rangers. I, I was a
0: wee lad when I started <laughs> now nah, uh, man, I was probably in Columbia when I was uh I got into it, man. It was it was weird cause it's like my nanny, <laughs> I had a nanny and shit, right? And she used to like trace the Conan the Barbarian, like the, the Betamax, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the fucking and she would trace that shit and I thought she was drawing, I didn't know better, you know what I mean? And that shit was like magic to me. You know what I mean? So I would what, what age do, was that? I was probably about I, I believe four or something. It was probably before. Yeah, I was definitely four. It was yeah, before I met. Yeah. yeah, we okay. left. What part of, of Colombia? I was in uh, what they call La Lavaje, which is close to Cali, Colombia, if anybody's familiar with that. You know, from Narcos, if you're watching that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was about an hour away from that, and um, but yeah, when I lived down there. But yeah, that's that's what got me into it, man. I just That, that shit looked like magic to me, so I wanted to do it. And then when I came out to the States, you know, I got into that Ninja Turtle shit, you know, because that was what was big out here. And I just,
1: yeah, I remember the Ninja Turtles. Yep. I, I couldn't draw Ninja Turtles for the life of me, <laughs> yeah, I had to
0: draw too. That's like the first thing I learned to draw, actually, man, was Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, just yeah. recently did a piece the Ninja Turtles. Right, right Ninja yeah, I just came actually. back to it, man. I was kind of scared to get back into it. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> man. It came out good, though. So I liked it. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, it was good. It was cool to go back to my, you know, my origins.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... I, you were drawing, like, throughout your whole teenage and adult life, or is something you just went back to doing again? Yeah, recently? yeah, uh,
0: I went back to doing it, because, uh, like,
1: yeah. like,
0: I was a teenager. When, once I got to my teenagers, that's when it kind of fell off. You stopped drawing, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I would do it a little bit, you know, at school with some shit going on paper, but right. was just, like, you know, I thought I was too cool, you know Right, what yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in them streets, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, the street <laughs> you life didn't took work over, in the yeah. So I just, I lost interest, and my new interest became music, though. So I was doing music, I was doing a little rap thing, the battle shit, you know, so I did that. But uh, what got me into it back was just like, you know, 2009, man, I was unemployed, Yeah. (laughs) and I was getting unemployment, and I just got bored, and I was listening to podcasts, shout out to Spill.com, who are now DoubleTustle.com, they're the ones who got me into doing fan art, because they would tell these crazy stories, right? Yeah. And I was like, they were so funny that I would just have to, like, do fan art, you know what I mean? That's literally what got me back into it, which is weird. Also, what got me back into it was I worked um, at Activision, Vivendi, when I was Vending, they were testing um, X-Men. No, it was Marvel Alliance 2, and I got to test that. And I didn't know the backstory back then. It was the Civil War thing. you know. They okay. made a movie out of it. But back then, I didn't know. So all the uh, geeks and shit in there, they were like, you know, they were putting me up on knowledge. <laughs> they were like, yeah, let me beat the wikis and all that. And I was like, all right. And then that got me into doing, you know,
1: comic book art. Oh, you know, nice. And
0: so that's all Little things I guess that played into it,
1: man. So ever since then, you've just been drawing and drawing and drawing, huh? Yeah, I
0: got back in a community college, went to study graphic design, and that got also got me into it. I, t- I took a mandatory drawing class. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, and I, was, I thought I was too good. I was like, man,
1: I know how to draw already. You know what I mean? <laughs> I
0: don't but do any I'm self taught you know what I mean? Every artist, you know, thinks like that.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. But it was actually cool, though, because I think it's helpful, right? It you is know, helpful. You need the, the basics and shit. Yeah. Know.
0: Because they don't really teach you how to draw, but they give you good pointers. You oh, know what okay, I mean? Like, they'll good. tell you some techniques. And those techniques is actually will help me do realism art because the teacher was a realist art. And even though I didn't uh, see his yeah, artwork, yeah. I don't even know how he drew, but he told me that. But he gave me some cool pointers, and I just, and I took that, and that's how I got back into that. Nice. Yeah, because I didn't
1: know how to do realism
0: art prior to that.
1: I'd always try, but I just, I didn't know. Real, when you say realism art, that's like, like, describe what you mean by realism art. What is that?
0: It's like when you make something that's almost, like, it looks like a picture almost like you know, like that oh, okay, Scarface. I get you, I get you. Like that's realism art or I think they call it something else, but that's it's a little what.
1: different than like a comic book art. Yeah,
0: yeah, because comic books are you know, you can see the lines and shit, you know, it's like cross hatching and everything. Okay, yeah, With yeah. realism art, it's it's really about just trying to make it as real as possible. And like a portrait uh, yeah, yeah, like a portrait, so that's the difference between that. Oh, okay. So I mean there's there's cartoon style, there's anime style I don't do the anime thing,
1: it's just not my style, but Yeah
0: you know yeah every artist has their own
1: style right? yeah exactly what right. would you say is yours is it realism or just
0: a little bit of both comic book. comic book american comic art mixed with realism because i like realism but it, honestly sometimes that shit just takes too long to than some comic book <laughs> shit cause it's
1: quicker you know, it just, yeah, yeah, you know it takes a lot of patience to do realism. now you got i've seen your ig page you got a lot of pieces out there which what piece is your favorite would you say like you you take great pride in, in that one piece
0: it's like asking me what my favorite child is <laughs> 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 nah i don't
1: got no timbrel uh,
0: <laughs> that i know of but uh nah i don't know I man know that's a that's a difficult
1: question man i don't, I don't know i can say it, cause there's so many pieces all right, uh, right. Uh, cool. no worries, no worries. all right let's touch up on eric who, who is this guy Easy. Hey. On, on, what what got me into writing actually I don't know. I don't know what got me into writing it. But um, right. the funny thing is, I was at my my parents' house and and my grand my grandma my aunt she was over and she lives in Canada. And so she was spending the weekend and we're catching up and talking about my book. And then she made a comment to my mom and she she said, "Do you remember when he was a kid and he used to write in this little book and then he used to draw pictures? Nice. He's had it since he was a kid." And I completely forgot that wow. I used to do that. I think I was like seven or eight. But I used to, I had a, like a little book, a little sketchbook, and sometimes I would write and I would do little stories. Yeah, just something that I used to do for fun and I used to draw, wow. but uh, I guess I've had it since I was a child too, just like you, like yeah. when you used to draw. It's and cool though, you rediscovered it? I I guess I did. Um, yeah. At the age of 20, I had this idea for a book and I was at a warehouse where I used to work at. I used to work in a warehouse. I fucking hated it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, should, like I had hopped off my forklift and US customs officers used to go into this warehouse and they, they would inspect cargo and um, they did this on a regular basis. Sometimes the canines would walk in and shit, you know, the whole thing. It was like legit warehouse wow. and I was thinking to myself, what a cool lead character for a US customs, US customs officer to be the lead character as opposed to like someone who's in the military or a police officer like we usually see in these type of movies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. like, I think that'd be different, different but cool. Give them yeah. some type of military background or something like that. So yeah, that's I love that. Yeah, military, at least with horrors. Yeah, awesome. yeah I love that. so that's that's kind of where the idea for my book started. I was like, what if a, a zombie outbreak were to happen right now? This U.S. Customs Officer was here, you know? they. Well, what would happen if they were, yeah. like, the protagonist of the story? So that's where the idea started. And that same day, I wrote a full page. Wow. And I showed it to my coworker, and i like, this is fucking awesome, man. So I saved that one page, and... Um, Fast forward to like almost 15 years later after I graduated college. I was late in <laughs> After I graduated college, I found that page after I was cleaning up my, my, my computer and I was cleaning up my USBs, all that stuff. I was cleaning everything out and then I found that one page and I read it. And I told myself, damn, this is actually pretty fucking good. So after I was done with college, I mean, what else do you do? You know, you have a job, but after you come home, which is what I was used to, I would come home after work and do my homework or Study or prepare for a test. But once college was done, I had nothing else to do. So I figured, let me, let me write. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. I pulled up that one page and I, and I just kept writing and writing. Every day after work, I come home and I would just write. But it was fun to me. It, was, I didn't, it wasn't a job. It wasn't something like, I felt like I had to do. It was just fun. It was like a hobby, yeah. I guess you could say. you know. So that's what I did every day. And before I knew it, I had chapters of it. Wow. And I felt like I had to do something with it. So... That's when um, I I was uh getting ready to make the book, and I was sending out these queries that you have to send out to these literary agents. They're yeah. like the gatekeepers. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know how
0: that whole process worked at all. Like yeah. submitting to editors. Eh?
1: You have to uh, if you want to get published. You got to send out what's called a query letter to uh, literary agents. So they're think about it like a like an actor. Is it like a cover letter? Like it's kind of like a cover letter, letter right? It oh, yeah. it states. What you did, uh, who you, it really it states who you are, and then you jump into what your book is about. But you mm. gotta you gotta really grab their attention because they're getting like I don't know how many hundreds of emails a day, yeah, or it depends on how you send it to them. It used to be that you would mail your shit in, but now you have to send them an email. Mm. So that's what I did. I sent them it must have been like 12 emails that I sent, and I got like five responses back, all negative. Hey, it's a response though. It's a response. <laughs> it's a fucking heartbreaking one. Yeah.
0: I think I think all the people, even some of the greatest people, writers and artists, you know, they get turned down. You know, you, all, a lot of the great great artists have said that. You know, yeah. they got rejected. J.K. Rowling
1: got rejected. J.K. Rowling, the writer of wow. Harry Potter, she got rejected twelve times. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like, so, so don't just, get discouraged. Yeah, you got to
0: be able to take rejection. That kind of builds character, though, pseudo. Yeah.
1: So you know, but that that's my story. That's how I got into writing. Um, I really it's really a hobby of mine to do I haven't done any writing lately because I've been doing a lot of promoting for the book
0: absolutely yeah that's what, you know, it's
1: a full time job. job
0: writing <laughs> yeah you gotta you know, get out I got- my experience with that is I used to do music, so when we'd do mixtapes and shit, yeah, like I was the one out there just going. I'd go to stores, Mom and Pops, and I'd be like, "Hey, I would ask him, can I put my, you know, CDs in there, or the little, you know, the little booklet thing, you know, like promotion yeah, yeah, yeah. thing?" And we, would, I was just hitting like every hood, up, you know, even rival hoods. Like I'd go to um, <laughs> to their shit, you know what I mean? But it didn't matter, man. They, they would all, they you know, they respected it, you know what I mean? And oh, that's kind. I'm assuming that's a lot like you know the book game is too. Yeah. You gotta, just get out there and get your product or Put out the word done. out. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is. It takes yeah. a lot of work. Just talk to, to people.
1: Just be willing to talk to people. And I'm an introvert. I'm not like a yeah. people talker, you know? There you go. i mean too, But man, it's but something man. that you have to learn. You have to do it. You got to talk to people, shake hands. Yeah. Like just this, uh, well, like almost two weeks ago when I was in Miami, I was just talking to random people. Just random people just talking because you never know you're going to You sound like
0: Rob. Man. Rob does that a lot. Does he? he yeah? yeah, he talks to random people. <laughs> he's, like, but he, I, he, that's, he's that type of person,
1: yeah, that's something you. I guess if you're an introvert, something you have to learn. Something you have to get over. Yeah. Some type of fear that you have to overcome. But yeah, it just that's what I do because you never know where you're gonna be. You might be a producer, might be a publisher. You never know. Yeah. True. That's what I did. That, uh, that's my story for writing.
0: Did you ever get into it during class, like, like you know, if English teacher would give you like a project, and, like, um, did you ever get
1: into it? Yeah, I, I do remember some of my English teachers not believing that the work that I did was mine. <laughs> Like I remember this one teacher, wow. she said, "Eric, did you really write this?" Like, yeah, like, I really wrote that. They just couldn't believe it. And this, this, and I understand. You know, I wasn't the best student. I wasn't an A student, but okay. when I come to English, like that was my shit. Like I could write. Yeah. I was, I was a good writer. Man, yeah. I was, not to two, my own one, but I was. <laughs>
0: That's fucked up, though, man. I, my teachers weren't as bad as yours, apparently. Yeah. Nah, my English teacher was cool. Shout-outs to Miss Pugh, man, from high school. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she was, she, she apparently, ble- I was really quiet, though, in class. And, like, I, I everybody knew, you know, I skipped school, got, right. went to work, you know, I mean, school high and shit. So nobody really assumed I would be a writer either, you know what I mean? Wait, but, what school did you go to? Biloxi High down in uh, Mississippi, South Mississippi, oh, man, Biloxi right. Right. High. Dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty South, deep South. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, like, she like she would give us projects but she was cool cuz you know how you know people are shy about you know writing and then having the fucking you know, read it out loud and shit in front of the students. Yeah, I So shit. she knew that, so she wouldn't make us do that shit. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right. It kind of gives you more freedom when she's like, all right, say shit for everybody. So yeah. I would just get down and write on whatever you know, little projects she did. But she was like, you're a B student. You should, you know. She would help me like when I miss, you know. Uh, shit, yeah. So she I was a Real nice teacher. There. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> nah, but yeah, she she believed in me. But my senior <laughs> <laughs> the teacher did she? She let like, <laughs> motherfuckers fuck up, man. But <laughs> she would not trying to help you. Yeah yeah
1: but, you got um,
0: some teachers like that man yeah man. i don't know I'm writing when i would do it in school really came it came natural to me but i've never seen it, seen it as a writer i guess mm-hmm. but i do think of weird stories in my head which is weird like when i was a kid i would play with toys but i would have a whole like backstory that i would make <laughs> up you know and toys wouldn't have nothing to do with the cartoon you yeah. know what i mean i'd be like I'd have Shredder with a Robocop. That'd be my own story, you know what I mean? But That's, that's
1: pretty great. You got a big imagination. Yeah, I man. I've always, like, even now, sometimes, like, I'll
0: do that shit. I'll go to sleep thinking, it's, I need to write this shit down, though. <laughs> <laughs> you should, man. Yeah, but I, need I use do. my notepad
1: on my on my phone. It fucking helps, man. man I yeah, I need to so start doing that shit.
0: You should, man. yeah. Because I just I be thinking of crazy shit. But I have this idea, though. It's like, it has to do with artificial intelligence and a futuristic story. That's. that's like yeah, it. it's it's okay. cool though man. It's kinda of blade runner ish, if you oh, will. So yeah. Okay, okay. So I, that's all the details I've been getting out about that, but you know, that's, that's
1: what I'm brainstorming right now. That's pretty cool. So yeah. But um yeah, back to um what I was talking about, which will lead to how Segway. we started working together, yeah. A little all segue right. to how we started <laughs> working together, right? Yeah. So um when I was working on my book, I had reached out to Diego, who I know through my good friend Robert, shout out to Bacon. And Diego's an artist, I knew this, and I needed some some drawings for my book, so we started working together, and um, he did some pretty cool drawings for me, and I I was explaining to him that I was going through this process, waiting on some publishers or some literary literary agent to get back to me, which they never did, but then Diego gave me a great idea, something that you had seen on YouTube, right, on how to create your own publishing company. Yeah, yeah, I uh, looked it up or whatever. So you sent me that, and um, I looked at the video. And I said to myself, well, fuck. They can do it. I can do it. So yeah. I started, the more I looked into it, the more research I did, and the more I started saying to myself, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And eventually I, I started saying, I will do this. I will do this. And I started looking more into how to form my an LLC and how to go about getting all the paperwork together and all that stuff. And I ran it with Diego. and Yeah, we put it together, and we formed... Dark Dimension LLC. Yes, sir. Now here we are doing this Dark Hour podcast.
0: Yeah, sometimes you have to make your own lane. You know, if they don't give you the opportunity, you got to take so, your own opportunity. Yep. And that applies to pretty much anything. You know, whether you're yeah. an actor, or, you know, artist, writer, musician. You know, that's what you know. Being musicians on the independent side, that's what they do. Yep. That's what we did because we couldn't get a deal. You know what I mean? So we were, <laughs> <laughs> we put our own shit, and it was cool. I even got a. I have a song called. Fuck the law, oh. With a DJ, but DJ Khaled's on it, man, he actually introduces us. No way, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty cool, You gotta man. dig that up, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to idea. dig through <laughs> the <laughs> crates,
0: Yeah, you know I
1: mean? At least This is like, you know, seven or six. So and back then it was a Khaled, he was, uh, what was he, he called Somebody assassin. Him. He was called something, the assassin. was like, he? Like, yeah, he wasn't called DJ Khaled. Nah, he was called DJ
0: Khaled, trust me, this is when, was he, they, was, yeah? this is when he had that T.I., like, we taking over, buddy, oh, okay, right yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, this is around that time, and, um, there was some, um... Some dudes called Coast to Coast Mixtape. They were offering like spots, and I mean, you had to pay them, you know, mean money to do it. Right. And so at the time, I figured it'd be a cool thing to do it, and, and so I did it. I thought it would help us out, and it did because I mean, the song did reach a lot of hits, you know, on YouTube and whatnot, and, and the local scene and everything. But um, yeah, it was cool, That's man. Tough. So yeah, it's like you know, you just gotta yeah. take your own shit.
1: Bro. Just do it yourself. If you have to. Yeah. yeah, I got tired of. Uh, waiting on these literary agents to try and get back to me or wishing that they would get back to me hoping that they yeah. would have some respo- positive response. But I got tired of it. and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. Sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands. Yeah. And I'm happy that you sent me that because I really took it into consideration and I said, I'm going to go with it. I'm am going to do it.
0: Well, I mean, you seemed frustrated uh, at the time, you know, cuz you kept sending it out to the editor, you kept telling yeah. to the editor and kept to the editor and all that. Yeah, it was really
1: so frustrating, man. I was like, and this whole publishing thing—it had its pros and its cons. And I was, and I'm a Libra, so by nature, I always try to make the right decision. It's—it's—it, it's which takes a long process in itself sometimes. But I was like, I'm just gonna do it. You know, what's the alternative? Shit doesn't go right, fuck it. At least I could say that I did it.
0: Yeah, you can say you tried, I and mean, you, exactly. You know, you, but you, you know, you believe in yourself, you believe in your product, and other people don't believe in it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, the boy so over here got shit from. Southern California and North California and to the mia and we're trying to get it everywhere else so exactly
1: you know and we got some work to do still I saw some some Barnes and nobles out here that don't care in my books so after this podcast oh we about to take over yeah we're gonna go <laughs> and get them up like gangsters
0: <laughs> all right so what you want to talk about now man we'll talk about the uh them books, them fictional books out there. You want to talk about the movies? <laughs> nah, man, I, I, there really? was one thing I want to talk about. Yeah, I was kind of yeah. excited about, man. It is movie and book related. And yeah. it was uh, Stephen King's uh, adaptation of, uh, what's it called? Dr. Sleep. Oh,
1: man, I love which, that
0: movie. Which, at the, uh, when Dr. Sleep was announced, I didn't know anything about. I didn't know The Shining had a sequel, but I think you sent me yeah, yeah, the yeah, link. Right. Oh, yeah. You were like, "Hey, the sequel of you know the I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like "You you I was like, "Man!" As soon as I was like, "I was blown." My mind was blown by the track. Yeah. I, didn't ex- I never expected that, but at the same time, you know, I was a little reserved. I was like, "I don't know Shining, yeah, You know, it's, it's it was a not classic Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick <laughs> for real though. But uh, I, I did read that the director had good movies under his belt, nice, and that's so it's good. But yeah, I finally watched it. Man, it's good, huh? It's better than expected, man. I was—I yeah. did not expect that, man. It was like I think even your boy, uh, Stephen King had to give props to the original. shine. did I think. yeah. yeah. Finally, after he was talking, <laughs> he saw he's been talking mad shit. Like he made his <laughs> I, own movie.
1: I think he was butthurt that his, uh, his, his script didn't get used. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote his own, uh, film adaptation of it. But. Yeah, I read.
0: About, I was actually watching a video about that last night because uh, Stanley Kubrick didn't want to use the yeah, screenplay. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. But uh, I, I see I seen his angle. Uh, Stanley wanted to go for a more mysterious right. angle, Lovecraftian style, if you will. You know, yeah, if you know, if you're not familiar with Lovecraftian, you know, it's a uh, Lovecraft was, he would write space horror, cosmic horror, what they call it. And but his thing was he would never fully explain everything and would just leave it to the mystery. You know what I mean? And so. That would create the horror because okay. you don't, you know, you're scared of what you don't know. Yeah, and yeah, I haven't read his books personally, but I know of the author and I know his whole thing. I do plan on reading some of the stuff because I like that kind of stuff. But uh, that was Stanley Kubrick's you know influence too on that, you know, because he wanted to leave the mystery. That's why he didn't want to explain anything like uh, Stephen King did, which uh, I think he explained his you know, how Jack Jack in the novel, I guess, is more normal. Yeah, I mean, he okay. starts yeah, off, yeah. he's not crazy like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack yeah. Nicholson, he's already off, you see, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, for real. He's like, uh, you know when they're driving, he's like you can see he's like irritated by the kids in <laughs> yeah. his family, you can just see it. I was like, This man's about to snap. He's <laughs> <pop it in. laughs> so there was already something wrong with yeah. the family, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But in the book, I guess it's different. I haven't read it to be honest, but I yeah. you know from what people you know, I've heard people say and everything.
1: So yeah, so there was a lot those those were some of the differences. What'd you think about uh the guy that plays Jack Nicholson in the movie uh Man, Dr. sleep?
0: That's E. T. bro. Did you know that? That's the kid from E.T., Henry Thomas.
1: That's him That's real? him. Yeah, I didn't know that either at first, <laughs> I was like, what?
0: You know, he tried. He tried, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he had the whole crazy cycle look to it. Yeah, he tried to do his little yeah. accent. I mean, little voice thing,
1: but yeah. Yeah. it is what it is, you know. I wonder how it would have, I mean, I like the movie, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, a great underrated horror movie, but I wonder how it would have been if it had been directed by Stanley Kubrick himself. That would have been crazy. Uh, yeah. I like think it probably would have had the same type of vibe. Did Which he even kind of do did. sequels, though? I'm not sure. I don't think it. he did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll touch upon that in the next podcast. Exactly. i have to Ladies do our little know. research. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was a
1: really good movie. I'm sad that I didn't go see it at the theater. I Me too, I wanted to, man. but I didn't. No. I was like, uh, I don't know. It didn't feel like a theater movie. I uh,
0: know it did It looked... From the, the trailers didn't sell the movie completely to me. Either. Yeah, it didn't. Something yeah. about it was just like, it felt smaller, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The cinematography, it just didn't capture the cinematography of the actual movie yeah. well. But the movie itself had some great visuals, right? Yeah. It does. I was surprised. Like the part the where she- The score of it, too. Yeah, the scores, yeah. they brought back the old score and they added yeah, new things. Yeah. I was like, the only, I guess, issues I had, small, small issues, just the kid, like the, the small version of, uh, what's his name? Of, um, Danny. Yeah, Danny. He he didn't really remind
1: me of the original one. Yeah, and uh, his mom did though. Well, yeah, his
0: mom was the best one. The voice. She yeah, sounded she, just she like uh, God. What's his name? Shelly? Shelly Duval.
1: Yeah, she did.
0: I think they actually used. You think a so? Voice I be surprised. A, yeah, I think they did on one uh, on like one take or something. <laughs> but yeah, but then what's his name? Uh, the dude, that Scat Man from the original sign. The guy that oh, was yeah, like, yeah. Man, dude, I was like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that shit.
1: I was like, dude, he either. sounds and looks a yeah. lot like the
0: dude. Yeah. I was like, wow, that was awesome.
1: Like, yeah. they picked a good actor for that. Good movie. So, I guess we recommend, if you haven't seen it, go and, see uh, it. It's um, it's one of the best horror movies yeah, I've seen. And the baseball
0: kid scene. I won't spoil, but that shit was brutal. What's he? The baseball kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I think everybody's <laughs> talking about that. You know, <laughs> that was crazy. But that is the turning point of the movie, though. Yeah, and I, like, yeah. I see why they did it. Because yeah. that, that makes you just hate the fucking villains, dude. Like you like, fuck these people. <laughs> I had no sympathy for those fucking vampire motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> it kind of had, like, the little Twilight feel to it. The whole vampire thing. <laughs> Twilight? <laughs> a little bit, but these were horrible, though. Man. Yeah, they were
0: horrifying. Real
1: the way real they real
0: died was cool, too, man. Like, the, the little special... No, they didn't die. Don't give it away. Well, some of them died. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, though, like... Right, hey, Mark Ruffalo. The- whoa. Ah, oh, man. No, he didn't, but, uh... On to the next one. What you did you see Pet Cemetery? I, really?
1: I did, I did. I didn't like it that much. Me um, <laughs> I was expecting more though. I thought it was a cool twist. Um, that it wasn't the little boy, it was the girl. Oh yeah, yeah. They changed it. Yeah. But um it had some cool parts in it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't too happy with the ending and if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna spoil it. We're not spoilers here. I'm gonna spoil it not <laughs> But yeah, it was, and I've seen the alternate ending. I didn't like the ending either,
0: man. Yeah, I, I don't was like, like both What ends,
1: the fuck? Not the real ending <laughs> and the alternate ending. Just like,
0: I don't nah, and then the, another letdown, I thought they were going to do better. It was uh, the Rachel, you know, her sister. The weird sister with the. Oh, like the yeah. Daughters. That shit was creepy, though. The original one scared shit out of me. I'm yeah, still trying yeah. to I won't even draw that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, that shit used to freak me out because she would, like, run up to the fucking camera and shit. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? It was that some was scary shit, creepy, yeah. And we had a neighbor though, that sounded like that. That's what made it even oh, creepier. Yeah. yeah, something was off about her. She had, like, seizures and shit all the time, but something was wrong with her. I don't, I don't know what kind of illness she had, but she talked like that, and that was scared the shit out of me. That's creepy. And she had a daughter oh, yeah. named Rachel. Oh. So she was like, Rachel! <laughs> I was like,
1: what the fuck? It was oh, a lady, dude. though,
0: but I was young, man. I was, like, kid, 12, probably. That's creepy. Now, yeah. Rachel! Like, <laughs> that's why that shit freaked me out, man. That was some freaky shit, bro. I'm not gonna that lie. That sounds freaky,
1: man. You creep me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tales from the soot, man. Tales from Mississippi.
1: Tales from the mud. For real though. Alright, I think uh aside from all the bullshit, we should give our listeners one one helpful piece of advice. Yeah. So um I'll start first for, for our writers that are listening to me right now. One helpful advice is how I guess one, one big problem for writers is how, how to write or how to keep writing or where to find the motivation. Honestly, sometimes I didn't have the motivation. I'd come home tired as hell from work and I didn't feel like writing. And I didn't feel like I, I was being creative in my process if I were to sit down and write. But it, it's helpful. Just just do it. Just go home. doesn't matter how tired you are. Even if you have to write one paragraph or, or a couple of sentences, just write and you can always edit the shit later but just sit down write and um, out of that one paragraph that you probably compose at least one sentence is going to be good but off of that one sentence once you get back into the flow of it you you can you can build off of that one sentence
0: okay, that's what i need to hear yeah because i really because that's that is a daunting task like i've, I've been thinking i was like How the
1: fuck I gonna start this shit just you write. Know I mean? yeah just sit down and do it you yeah. have to have the discipline though you know yeah. you got to be a disciplined person to just do you listen to music or anything um yeah sometimes i'll listen to classical music yeah that's or... so what i was gonna ask you because that seemed yeah. like that would help it does yeah. like I, I can't listen to like rock or hip hop nah. because the words <laughs> shit, <laughs> yeah. they throw me out like, i wasn't to these words and i'm rapping it in my head too like, listen to something that's going to be able... That's going to let you concentrate.
0: Yeah. I think I would... I would probably listen to, mu- like, movie soundtracks. That's what I did, too. Like, okay.
1: like The Shining, those scores. Okay. Oh, nice. nice Dracula, I, I love too. that yeah. score. That shit's dope. I have that shit. I so, will use that as a... Wow. like a background. Like, if I had a scene in my head, I would use that, that type of music. That's and it cool. really does help. Yeah. Like, it, it helps you envision you whatever scene state. you have in your head. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah. That's my advice. Just write and worry about editing later because... You're going to do a lot of edit, editing, you're going to do a lot of it, but um, whatever you write, if you don't like it, at least one sentence is going to be good, and that sentence is going to help you build off a whole different scene. So just keep writing, every day, whatever it is, whether you feel like it or not,
0: write. That's good advice. That's the same advice a professional artist gave me one time. Yeah? I asked him, like, you know, any advice, because he was a professional at, uh, I think he's a DreamWorks or something, he's an animator.
1: Oh, that's a professional. And he's like a Mexican dude too, you know, yeah. right? you know
0: what I mean? So you know he's Latino like us. So okay. I asked him, and um, and he was just like, "Man, just draw every day, just draw whatever <laughs> you can, all the time. Keep a notepad, whatever, you know." And I was like, "I took that advice, though." Yeah. I was like, all right. So even at jobs, I'd be drawing this shit. You know, say managers looking at me crazy. I'm like, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> I never really got in trouble for it, you know what I mean? So I was like, "Fuck it." Like, I got my work done, nigga, so shit, fucking let me draw, you know what I mean, so.
1: That's good, yeah, I mean, yeah. You whatever craft you have, you have to do it every day, even if you don't feel like doing it, like, if you were to compare it to, let's say, an MMA fighter, sometimes they probably don't feel like going into the gym, but they have to, they gotta do it, and they gotta put in the work if they wanna win that fight, you know, you gotta take so that like that mentality, exactly, yeah. that moment mentality, yeah. on, he was in there, what three four hours before anybody else was warming up practicing you know shooting a shot yeah perfecting whatever he had to perfect on so That's he just got to do it
0: me, my boy told me about that. like he was a he was a boston fan though right yeah he hated kobe back when i knew him in la he was like because he was uh um, he went to school with me he hated kobe in the lakers yeah. man and then but he did say something after his death and i was like oh i thought you, I don't remember, you hated him and shit. He yeah. was like no nah, you know what he's he seen him play and he was like, he seen him at the warmups, and he's like, he's seen how hard, you know, he worked and yeah, shit. He was yeah. like, he respected
1: him for that, you know. Yeah. So he lost that. Yeah, like I never understood the hate person. I was like, oh, he seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. R.I.P. Kobe
0: Bryant, man. Did he? Did he practice a uh, wing two? I think that you know. I obviously? heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I heard that. about
1: that. He probably did because somebody, a reporter, asked him about it. Uh, I wouldn't doubt he did. He was a smart dude. He Yeah, he was smart. He was into a lot of things.
0: I need to do a. A piece on him. I, I was thinking about him, like him and his daughter. I mean, I know a lot of artists are doing it right now. Yeah. But yeah, to me, sometimes something like that just feels too soon. Too, too soon, yeah. To yeah. me, that's why I haven't even done one of uh, the rapper that died. Um, oh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, Nipsey Hussle. You yeah, know what, yeah. what I, mean? Cause I respect his hustle too. You know. He was, yeah. That dude was good too. Yeah, he was he a good was always dude. Always
1: grinding. But it's a shame we're someone, you know what happened to him. I mean, so right in front of his store too, the marathon store. The haters gonna. The haters are out there, man. They're everywhere, bro. Unfortunately. They're everywhere.
0: But um. You just got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah,
1: so that's the helpful advice we have. Yeah. I think, um, no, should we cut it here?
0: Yeah, you know, this is uh, our first one. We shall make longer versions. Probably and get into it and have, like, a whole, whole lot more stories and whatnot to talk about. You know, we got a lot of plans in store for the future. We'll think of some uh, segues to do, you know. And um, if you guys want, you guys can email us, too, if you guys have any topics you all want to talk about. So uh, yeah. mine is uh, artoflunatic.com. I mean... Art of Lunatics, spelled with a K at the end, at gmail.com. You can hit me up with questions or whatever. Eric, we're in. Well,
1: I'll what just give you, you uh, our our email, which is darkdimensionllc at gmail.com. Again, that's darkdimensionllc at gmail.com. If you guys have any uh, input or anything you guys want to talk about, if you have a question, just send us an email. We'll, we'll discuss it on the podcast or, or we'll reply to you or whatever.
0: Yeah. Even, well I mean, yeah. If you hate us, let me know. I don't care. That's fine too. <laughs> That's fine too. You know, y'all like me. Hey, tell tell us. We are here to listen to whatever you know kind
1: of feedback you guys have. And um, yeah. Negative or positive, we appreciate both.
0: And shout out to everybody out there. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Hope you have a good one. Exactly. Peace. <laughs> 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 what the fuck about this? All right, man.